You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm Chris, I'm the host, and I'm joined tonight by John. How are you doing, John? I'm alright, Chris, yourself? Uh, not bad, not bad, not bad at all. It feels uh, weird doing it on a Tuesday. I know, there was uh, global Skype issues yesterday for those who, who don't know, so we do this uh, podcast over Skype, and as you may have noticed in the last couple of weeks we've had a few technical issues, but uh, this time it was Skype themselves that had the technical issues and we're down pretty much all on Monday, so that knocked out the podcast. So we're now doing this on Tuesday night, so uh, we've got a, a bunch of fixtures to look back on, and depending on how time goes we might also touch on the League Cup, get ties that have taken place this evening. But uh, we'll go I back to... Well, we'll we'll go back to the, we'll we'll come back to that maybe later on, but uh, we'll, we'll go back a, a week now, and we'll go back to uh, when Aberdeen had uh, turned two points into a five point lead thanks to a one 0 win over Hamilton. Now this game wasn't covered in telly or anything, so I think I've I've only seen the the, the penalty, which uh, fun enough I was uh, I was in a pub with a few Celtic fans on Tuesday night last week and. There was a few comments about, oh, Aberdeen have got a penalty, surprise, surprise. I've seen it, it's a definite fool. <laughs> the, the only question really is whether it was inside the box or outside the box. And the one uh, replay I've seen of it, it's hard to tell because there's, a, there's a, another Aberdeen player in the way. So, I don't know, I'll give you a benefit of the doubt. Conspiracy theories, we're the new, we're the new team to get the decision, supposedly. But, uh, don't know, we'll, we'll win anyway. Um, the clean sheet, which was pleasing... Uh, Rooney scored which was four in a row I think in the league uh, that's obviously been bettered by Griffiths at Celtic he's six in a row he'd scored yep six six games so oh, I haven't really seen much about the Aberdeen Hamilton game because I've never seen any highlights myself uh, just died seven, seven wins in a row which was obviously good going into the, the Hearts game at the weekend which we'll obviously talk about a bit later well, we may as well stick with Aberdeen, actually. I know it's, uh, it was the last game of... Uh, well, it wasn't even the last game, because I think the Celtic game was last. But yeah, it was on a Sunday, um, and you were at Tynecastle. There was a lot of people who thought it was going to be a tricky fixture for you. Including myself, I had the uh, hearts beating you 2-1 in the predictor. But uh, it proved to be anything but. Now, the first question I've got is, why was Rooney dropped? Well, Rooney's wife had had a baby on, ah. I think it was Friday. Fair does. And I believe she had the baby in Dublin, so... Uh, Aye, he missed training. I think he would have never joined in with training again on Saturday. And then I would imagine Saturday would have just been a light session anyway with the game being on Sunday. So, um, McInnes kind of made a decision which I think some people, uh, especially Neil McCann, uh, questioned a fair bit. He kind of thought that it was taking away a, a big goal there, which, to be fair, what he said maybe is correct. But thankfully, uh, David Goodwillie came in and kind of prove them wrong and maybe kind of again okay we've maybe not got as much depth as our score as Celtic have uh, but we have got a bit more depth this season which showed in terms of good will coming in and obviously getting a double which mm-hmm. should uh, boost his confidence because his all on play uh, this season has been fine he's been setting up goals but it's just been putting the ball in the net himself but I think before um, Sunday I think I heard a start saying he'd only scored about 7 goals and 50 for us so, kind of not a great start, but a lot of the kind of times he's been appearing, it's been off the bench. So, hopefully, just two, those two goals should give him a bit of confidence. First one, uh, I think probably Alexander will be a bit annoyed with himself that uh, 
they lost. Uh, yeah. Or he spilled the ball a wee bit. I think he probably could have done better than he looked a bit annoyed, but good well he did well to kind of get in and kind of get ahead on it anyway. Hawks uh, have got quite a kind of big team. And there's a, McKinnis mentioned it, and there's maybe about six players they've got that are about six foot and above. Um, yeah, but none of them can defend the portal. Their defender was always bad as ours the previous week. Well, I. We are earlier on in the season, we were talking about how Aberdeen were not that great with set pieces, but they've certainly, it's certainly something that obviously McGinnis has worked on in the training ground because we've been quite profitable with set Aye, pieces in recent weeks. I think McGinn's delivery makes a big difference. He, he's been putting in some cracking balls into the box recently. It's certainly, yeah, like the, it, the it previous does, week against uh, Celtic with the winner, that was a cracking ball, and then uh, what? Uh, absolutely. The school. Uh, on Sunday there was, was, uh, was a pitch as well so. uh, again he's in superb form just now um, yeah yeah. well he made he made, he made uh, both goals that he didn't score <laughs> aye exactly um, probably could have had another one himself as well but no if, if that's the thing if, if McGinn and obviously Hayes missed out the weekend but I was thinking if McGinn and Hayes are on the game then we can give anyone a kind of game and but McGinn's confidence again with most of these players in the Aberdeen team squad whatever uh, confidence is rising every week mm-hmm. as you said Sunday a lot of people are thinking oh that's it we'll drop points um, but we never really want to end the danger Hearts had a couple of good spells I thought um, but without being really threatening uh, most of our stuff was from set pieces uh, but that was down to Aberdeen giving away a lot of they kind of, that's one thing um, on Sunday we gave away a lot of, kind of free kicks in and around the box um, which is something we need to kind of try and prevent because obviously it gives heart, get, would give hearts a kind of chance to get back into the game uh, when it did go to uh, 3-1 because I think I'm trying to remember where it was Patterson I think hit the bar with a free kick so that was kind of certainly something we did give away quite a few free kicks in around the box. Yeah, but I think but my favourite one was uh, Danny Ward, the person that Harold Schumacher. <laughs> I never understood it. Was it, it wasn't, it wasn't quite that bad, no. But it was still... I've like, seen folks say that. Yeah, uh, I, think it was probably, I think he didn't need to come off his line. I, don't, I think the defenders would have probably had to have it <coughs> covered, but... I think a year was fair. I think, uh, I think so, right. I think there was probably more con- uh, more controversy with it after the free kick. With, with, they took, uh, I thought Constantine was maybe a wee bit guilty of wrestling in the box. Penalty, maybe. I possibly. I would, if yeah. it had been given, I don't think I would have complained too much. I it would have been, yeah. been quite soft. It's not one of those ones you can just about get away with. But uh, I think technically, I was a penalty. Yeah. I, I know hearts were shouting for other things. Like there was a handball claim against Logan. Which it's, it looked like it hit his shoulder to be honest, and it was probably too close for him to do anything about it anyway. So I don't, I don't think they have on that one. But uh, no, I mean it looked to me like that. But from what I've seen in the highlights uh, on sports scene, they were they were fully deserving of the three points. Obviously, the the, the pick of the bunch was uh, the McGinn goal, where he, he basically took oh, a couple of defenders for a walk out wide and curled one into the, the, touch the of fourth class. corner. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, I think Pars and Augustine had to buy a ticket to get back into the game. <laughs> uh, that's difficult that's to do, it's sold it. I know, exactly. Um, if, but if that, if, if that goal's been scored in like La Liga or Serie A, that folk are like talking about that, it'd be all over the internet. Um, but no, great piece of skill. Even a 12 for the Goodwill second goal. Yeah, he skinned so many Hearts players, Goodwill then had about five uh, touches before he put the ball in it. <laughs> so 
And he had plenty of time to do it. That was good as well, but our the stuff at the counter, our counter-attack play was brilliant. I think it was something like eight seconds between for third goal, I think, from box to box. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of scoring, I think even McGinn may have even started the move. Uh, he'd be certainly back remember. there, though. Um, so he's been able to ball again. Aye, the other thing that was quite interesting uh, Sunday was the formation that we played. Uh, I've done it a few, t- kind of a couple of times so far, playing three at the back in Europe certainly. And obviously Hearts, Nielsen decided to play forty-three. I think a lot of Hearts fans would have been fine if it had been forty-three with Walker and Nicholson or or King out wide, but he kind of played uh, Riley out wide, who from what I've heard from Queen of South fans, never a wide player. He's, a central striker and that's it oh. um, so yeah we went three at the back to match up with him until I think we went I think it was until we went 2-0 up and then we kind of went back a bit taking a four at the back I actually thought we went better when we were playing three at the back um, however the formation kept on changing throughout the game because at times Shinny was playing out kind of as a left wing back at times it looked like Paul was playing the earth concert line so it's something again kind of making us obviously working in the training ground in terms of adapting formations to to cope with the possibility that the opposition might play a, a different formation as well so yeah. and that, that's a good that's way pleasing. it's something you can do to adapt to what's happening on the pitch as well which is, is, is exactly. it's not, there's not many managers can get away with doing it and certainly I know what you get man, or you get some squads that say they can't they need time to adapt to a new formation when a new manager comes in and yet like you get other squads like, like you're saying Aberdeen there that can adapt within the game itself so Definitely. If, if it's something um, you can do then, and it works for you then it's great I think it probably helps as well that we've got quite a lot of players that are quite versatile they can play kind of, kind of one or two well two or three positions I mean Shiri Shiri's I think but maybe, I don't know if it's maybe a bit biased but sided this summer I mean he's been outstanding for Aberdeen looks like he's been there for years whether he's playing left back left wing back centre mid superb um, I know it was going to mention a wee bit the last kind of Scotland squad but if he keeps performing like that I don't see how Strachan can leave him out the only thing is because Strachan likes a kind of fairly settled squad mm. and he doesn't like really picking players that don't play for English teams or Celtic yeah. uh, I sort of disagree with what you're saying I mean, well, I think we identified the, that Graeme Shinney was a good signing for, for Aberdeen when he, when he first signed uh, was it back in January he done the, the pre-contract? Aye, I was, aye. Uh, and yeah, we were saying for months if, if he could carry on his Inverness form in uh, Aberdeen, he was going to be a great signing. And he seems to have done just that. In fact, he might be even better than Maybe it's because he's playing with a, a better squad. It's, Absolutely. Uh, that's the confidence is, again, confidence. Um, and he he's a fan as well. So I think he probably playing for him is quite important. It was surprising when we got him back in January because I think. Well, a lot of players, after doing well in Scotland, you just expect automatically they'll get they'll go down south. And he had offers from down south, but get a quite young family decided to stay in Scotland. He's still a young enough guy whereby they can go down south at a later day if he wants to. Um, mm-hmm. So I, uh, it's it's all good. I thought I uh, Ash Taylor again improves every week um, at the back. And initially, when he signed for Aberdeen, a lot of folk were a bit kind of hope. I don't know whether he's that good, but. He's been superb. I love the headband as well that he was wearing on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> the, the red, a pinkish red uh, headband. Uh, pinkish red. I thought it was, it was almost called uh, colours. Huh? Uh, it was always. Um, so, I, well, it's all good. Um, but I was quite disappointed with Hearts. I didn't, didn't think they offered much at all. The 
the goal got me lost with some set piece that we just didn't def- we didn't defend. Yeah, I think that was that, uh, the defending probably let you down for for their goal, but uh, I, and to be honest, I I thought I seen the highlights it was a couple of dodgy moments, but uh, that that was only when you were punished for. So, aye, so we yeah, were, we were three, three points again. As you say, you were clinical. Eight, eight wins out of eight in the league. The the league cup game to come tomorrow night now. When it'll be Wednesday night. Aye, uh, another chance. Uh, well, I, I mean, uh, we'll, we'll see how you deal with the apparent uh, gulf between the, the, the Premiership and the Championship, or lack of gulf, depending on who you are. Somebody should tell us, can Hi. I'm sure we'll touch on that a wee bit later. Yeah. Uh, well, we, we, we should say that, that this podcast has recently been accused of uh, being a bit biased towards Aberdeen and Celtic, so having now spent a good 10, 15 minutes talking about Aberdeen, the next obvious choice is talking about Celtic because uh, well Aberdeen obviously played in midweek last week so did Celtic uh, we're away in uh, Amsterdam and I absolutely feared the worst I'll put my hands up and say Celtic were far better than I thought they were going to be because I think they deserve credit aye for, for, 70, for 75 minutes of that game I reckon we were the better team uh, certainly Ajax were maybe the more attacking team uh, we were set up to, to sit deep and, uh, and counter attack more than anything else but I thought we did that really well um, we limited the Ajax to some really poor shots for outside the box we took our chances when they came I mean uh, the, the beat on goal was well taken it almost looked like he, he, he casually stroked it into the net uh, it was a bit too easy, wasn't it? It was, aye. I mean, it was, it was well set up by Commons, and Commons played a, a cracking uh, weighted ball into him in the penalty area. Commons um, showed why he should, should be playing more often, certainly. He certainly showed. I, I think him and even uh, Rodjick, he, he showed on, on Sunday uh, why both of them have got a, a, a good ch- shout to be ahead of Stephanie Johansson. But um, uh, I think that the. Sibovic started as well. Yeah, he seems to have picked up an injury and already, then, which is a bit worrying. It's an injury, yeah. yeah. I was wondering why he never featured it on Sunday. Yeah, but he, I, I mean, from what I've seen, he, he did all right. Uh, I don't think there was too much we could do about the, the Ajax goal, the, the first goal that they scored. It was just a, it was, it was one of when these good bits of play. They, they, they turned their man, stroked it into a corner at Gordon's reach. So uh, it was disappointing to lose that goal. We obviously got the, the lead back just before half-time with the, the, the corner, which uh, Lustig... Put in the net. We tried a corner like that a couple of minutes before, and it didn't quite work. So it was it was good to see that uh, we've at least managed to score from a set piece, having uh, conceded from a set piece to, against Aberdeen. Um, and like I say, for seventy five minutes, I thought we contained Ajax really well. But then Azagiri lost the plot and got himself sent off. And when that happened, we fell apart. It was so, suddenly we, we, none of the defence was organising itself, and uh, when. Well, I actually got the, the equaliser from a, a set piece that went straight in, which I don't think Craig Gordon was that what covered himself in glory with. But, um, uh, do you think maybe, though, when it is a really that uh, Delia should have maybe subbed him before he gets sent off? I think so, a few uh, others whereby you could have maybe been sent off. I think aye, he, probably, he could have got a straight red for one challenge. He had a couple of months where he got his yellow, actually, second yellow, actually, I thought. But, um, no, I, th- I think he probably should have taken them off. And I think he left them on too long. I think most of us see it coming. Uh, I think the only problem was that Lustig was having similar issues. I thought he was having a bit of a torrid time on, on his swing. And he did obviously sub Lustig off, but then he subs Lustig off most times because he's uh-huh. can't, he can't see what to play 90 minutes. So, Aye, uh, I read something in 
It was good to see. Only playing most like European games now, but well, I mean, it depends. It depends on whether he's fit. I, I I didn't see the the full game against Dundee, but from what I heard, the ankle played really well. So I mean, if we can play him in the uh, in the the domestic games, then it'll be it'll be certainly good. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Leave off. He's played well domestically. Aye, does he get to in Europe? Europe? Aye. Well, that's yeah. that. it's, I mean, it's up to the, up to the manager ultimately, but uh, you would hope he would reward those that are playing well and in form and not just go back to his tried and tested team. Because, like, I mean, I've said previously that Stephanie Hansen has not been playing well this season. He's not, he hasn't got anywhere near the form he had last season. And he hasn't played real well. He hasn't really played the. They didn't play the weekend there. I don't. I can't even remember. Did he play against Ajax? I don't think he did. Uh, yeah, he did. Did he? Uh, well, he was anonymous think, in that I game. I think he did. Uh, because I was quite... Well, you, you always say that you think Johansson and Commons can't really play in the same team because they both want to play in the same areas. Yeah. I think he moved Johansson uh, then because Commons was a bit certain when a man sitting in behind Griffiths. Aye. Uh, and then obviously Sunday he was left out, wasn't he, Johansson? Yeah, he didn't play at all on Sunday, which was, was good to see. Uh, and let's say Roderick, he seems to have... He, he, he certainly... He played against Aberdeen, but he didn't have exactly a great game. But he wasn't the only man in the midfield that didn't have a great game, so... I'm almost going to apologise for him because he's played really well in the, in, in the other games that he's played the best at least. So, uh, he's he took his goal as well. I think it's three or three or four he's got now, but aye, he, he, he took his goal well again. Uh, as you said earlier, that's Griffiths now gets uh, scored in his last six uh, league games. So uh, he's uh, he's the top scorer in the division, I believe. Maybe. I don't know. Aye, as I might check as well. I forgot. I had uh, McLean and Rooney. Yeah, no, he's, 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 he's banging in the goals, certainly. Uh, I think the big shock on Sunday was probably Azagiri, because uh, not only did Azagiri score, Azagiri scored twice. <laughs> and, then, and then we got a penalty a couple of minutes later. Aye, it's at Glasgow Airport. Aye, I was going to say, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure if Honduras are in the Rugby World Cup, but if they are, he's probably gotten three points for that one. Um, but aye, it was, it was one of those... From what I've seen in the highlights, it was one of those games where uh, Scott Bain actually kept the score down. And certainly what I was reading on Twitter was, it was the same. It was, uh, he's, a, he's a decent keeper, Scott Bain. I don't think it was too much he could do about any of the goals. But um, it was one of those days that none of the Dundee defenders played that great and that caused so many problems. So it was six going on six, did you? The other good thing was uh, Nadir Chafety's finally got off the mark. He, did, he, he, he thought he'd got off the mark a wee bit earlier than he actually did because he had the ball in the net earlier on and the referee chalked it off. Sports scene missed it entirely. <laughs> he didn't bother showing the, the, the chalked off goal. But um, I mean, I heard about it on Sunday and I got, uh, well, actually Greg was the man who uh, sent me the, the video that had the, the, the chalked off goal. And it's hard to tell exactly what happens because there's only one decent camera shot that gives you it. But it looks to me like maybe Chief G shoved one of the defenders just when he's trying to jostle for position. And when he's done that, he shoved him into Boyata and Boyata's ended up on the deck. So I've seen a lot of Celtic fans saying, oh, Boyata was taken out. It's probably a free kick. I guess, uh, it should have been a penalty if it wasn't a, a goal. But I think maybe Chief G's been the man that shoved uh, first. So that's maybe been the right decision after all. But I mean, let's say Chief G did get a goal eventually, which was a bit of a... Poor defending. It was a, I don't know. I'm not even sure if he was trying to pass back or what, but it, it never get anywhere near Scott Bain and, and Chief G was able to run on it and put the ball in it. So, what do you I, think? What do you make of this whole goal business? I've no idea. I, 
I've seen his numbers. I don't really know much about him, to be honest. I don't watch English, enough English football to know if he's any good or not. His numbers don't look too great. Uh, and certainly the the talk from Ronnie Dyla today is he, he's needing to build up his fitness before he's got any chance of signing for Celtic. And I know he's turned down a, a move to America, MLS. Aye. To try and get I a, can't a see him being a better option than what you've got. He just, well, like, he's, not, he's not a goal scorer. He's... At West, when he was at West Ham, he got released from West Ham and then last season, and then no one else signed him, and then they signed him with a kind of short term agreement. He was, I don't know, I can't see him improving Celtic. The, the not in terms of the way that. No, I, I've seen two suggestions. One, I've seen he's a good target man, we could nod it down to Griffiths, and I thought, well, that's all very good and well, but we don't play two up front these days. Aye, so, so the only other logical reason I can see for it is he's free and we could play him domestically now now considering we know Griffiths has got that SFA citation for the singing hanging over his head he could be banned for a wee bit of time which we believe is only with Chief Gene Stokes to play up front I mean, we know that uh, Dymer doesn't fancy Stokes so you're looking at Chief G. so if there's any injury to Chief G, there's nothing left so maybe Kelton Cole's coming in to make up numbers and that would make a bit of sense but again, what you say, he's not the kind of, he's, he's not really the kind of striker we'd expect to see. But I like say, I don't know too much about the guy. I, 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 I'm prepared to give him a chance if he does sign for us. Uh, hopefully, he can, if he's looking to restart his career, ideally, he'll do it at Celtic and he'll bang in a few goals and, and uh, run riot in Scotland, as I've seen Irvin Welsh <laughs> suggest. <laughs> One of the guys I follow on Twitter asked Irvin Welsh because he's the only West Ham fan in knows. So that was Irvin Welsh's uh, response to it was he should run riot in, in Scotland because it's a lesser league in England, which I thought was a I mean, bit arrogant. Could, but you know, uh, I mean, he could do well here, but I just think with the strikers that you've got there already, you're probably all right. So no one at all, or can I any young strikers coming to Celtic? Not really. No, not 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 I'm aware of. I know there's certainly you know, it's hard to tell who's coming through our youth academy in the first place anyway because we're always signing other players. But um, the, the only names I've heard mentioned are the likes of uh, Tierney, who plays at uh, fullback rather than up front. Nesbitt, Aidan Nesbitt seems to be the other guy that I've seen talked about. And like you say, he's a midfielder. But, uh, we'll, we'll see how they come through, but I, I just haven't heard anybody that's uh, a striker coming through the, the youth team, unfortunately. So, but we are a bit short up top. Maybe this is a, maybe the Calvin Cole thing supposed to fix it. Right, okay, we'll stop talking about Aberdeen and Celtic now. We've done, we've done them. We'll move on. We'll talk about the other teams in the league. <laughs> um, well, we start off with Patrick Thistle because they're probably the team that are in the biggest uh, mess at the moment. They've got a new name. They're Partick Thistle now. That's not a new name. That's a, that's a, I'm sure that's a Bully Conway joke for the 70s. <laughs> well, my my, my first thought was Partick Thistle couldn't score if you handed them a dead pig. But that's a rubbish oh, I like it. topical joke. I like it. So I'm going to move right. on. And say, I, I don't think the referee helped too I much can't... in their game right enough. because I, oh, I don't think he got much help, the referee, from his assistants because there's a lot of things going on behind his back that he'd never seen. For what I've seen in the highlights. Um, I, it was one of those ones like, he was dealing with somebody and then something behind them would happen and it was you, you'd expect in, a, in that kind of situation an assistant would help but maybe he was one of these referees that, uh, that doesn't have assistants he's got linesmen and you know, some referees don't like it when their assistants chime in 
I, I, think, I don't know. Sometimes I wonder why assistants are even there. Why or why they're given that name? Yeah. They should just go back to calling them linesmen. And even then, it was one of those things that as soon as I seen that Ross County taking the lead against us, I thought, right, that's half the charity bet sorted because I couldn't see Thistle scoring. I wasn't even watching the game. I had, I think, I had it in the radio at the time, and we're just getting in the lead that way. That, that's the won that game then, because Thistle just I don't have anything to score at the moment. I, I, I should mention that the charity bet was uh, scuppered by Inverness. But we'll come back on to them later because it was a, a Ross County thing. Inverness double, and only one of the two teams won. And we've just mentioned the one that won. So, I the one thing I get about Ross County is boys continues to go from strength to strength. Um, yeah, Andy's got that mentioned a bit in terms of obviously when he first gave his fitness was a bit kind of out of sync with coming from Ireland but yeah he, but he was another one that Celtic had on in trial I mean Ross County's basically the Celtic's dustbin for what I've seen of their squad because there's, there's all sort of a saying that what people who don't come through Celtic Youth Academy seem to end up at Ross County because there's a whole host of them up there uh, uh, Scott Fox Guardian he was Guardian, at Celtic yep, he was, he was at Celtic one yeah Jackson Irvin as well Boyce Boyce was on uh, trial with us rather than uh, anything else, but aye, there's, there's a few Rocco up there. Rocco Quinn used to be there as well. Yep, Rocco Quinn was the next one I was about to mention. Uh, uh, see what I mean? There's, there's quite K- a few. Graham Carey. Thank you. Carey. He was there last uh, season. So, aye. Look at his match. It's just, it's what I said. Boyce has scored a hat trick tonight as well in the League Cup game. I think everybody scored today. <laughs> so, Boyce and. Uh, uh, you check up to see who scored. I know. What about? I was just wanting to see who else was in their squad and see if there's anybody else that would play for Celtic. I think I probably covered them all now. Oh, Marcus Fraser. Defender. Aye, Marcus Fraser. Yeah, that was a new one. But yeah, that's us. So, uh, so I well, we, we touched on it. Ross County have beaten Falkirk 7-0 in the League Cup uh, tonight. Uh, like you say, Boyce got a hat-trick and uh, DeVita got one and Franks got one and Graham got one and Hoven got one and I think I got one. It's uh, a bit of a resounding gubbin for Falkirk. That's their first defeat of the season. Aye, uh, Ross County though, pushing for pushing for third in the, the Premiership table. Uh, and you haven't played them yet, have you? We've not played them yet, no. Mm-hmm. We've got, we've still got to play Inverness, we've still got to play Ross County, um, we've still got to play... Well... Who else have we not played? Thistle? No, maybe. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> or St. Johnson. Oh, yeah. oh, that's a tough little, yeah, run of games you've got in the league Ah, uh, I've got a couple of difficult away games in when I sit there. Mind you, and when they're in great form, but. Yeah, they, they've won 2 0 against Livingston tonight, so that's Inverness uh, through in the League Cup as well. And, uh, well, well that, that moves us nicely on to Inverness at the weekend, but uh, they were at the uh, Tanadies. And um Billy Mackay was always going to score, wasn't he? He was, aye, I think that was probably inevitable. And I know we picked Inverness in the charity bit, but uh, we probably forgot to tip factor in the, the Billy Mackay aspect. Um to be Should honest. Second as well. I don't well, that's the thing, I didn't see much of these highlights because this was the sports scene feature of the, the week where Conor McLaughlin was talking to aye. McNamara and then they kept showing silly angles of this game where McNamara was blocking the action. It was like the camera yeah, was in the dugout and McNamara was in the way, so you couldn't see what was happening. Yeah, some light crap chairs as well doing that. Yeah. Oh, I noticed that. Ridiculous. What were they doing there? I, I don't know, but these fe- the features are alright, but I yeah. just think it's a draw. I like the features. I just wish sports scene was longer so you could fit them in, and then they didn't do the stupid camera angles as if or, as if the highlights are part of the feature. It's like, no, no, no. Do the feature, 
Then do the highlights. Keep them separate. Aye. Don't do them together. It's like, I think the problem is we try and pack football focus in with match of the day and call it sports scene. Yeah, I suppose because, at least it's something new they're trying something a bit different. Aye. I'm not opposed to the features. They're actually interesting stuff. But they just they mash them together and ruin it. So, aye, aye. I mean, for what I've seen of these highlights, remember United should have won. Because they had a goal chalked off as well. Which I wasn't entirely sure why. And the highlights didn't really help. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, under this, it was, it was, it was what they got in a draw. And I think uh, just Dunny United and another team who played tonight, and they've uh, they've finally beaten Dunfermline three uh, one. That was after extra time. So um, yeah, through the next round. Start packing up results in the league, though. Ah, uh, yeah, they, they look. They look unlucky rather than bad. I think that's maybe half the problem. I mean, there were a couple oh, weeks ago that. they played against Kilmarnock and Jamie McDonald was absolutely brilliant and kept them out and Kilmarnock ended up winning the game. But Dundee United were probably a better team. See, Matt Navarra keeps on saying that, but you can be unlucky maybe once or twice, but they're just, they just they're no, they don't put away chances. I've seen a few times in highlights they've had kind of chances to win games, but they're just, they're just not they're no finishing off teams. Um, so it's their own downfall, but Mackay will help out and go over time, but mm-hmm. I still think that they're lacking a bit of experience, or even some of the maybe the experienced players are maybe a wee bit too experienced now, like Sir Dylan, uh, Sean Dylan, I think he's maybe past his best, I think. Um, maybe. We've got a few youngsters coming through again, but I'm not. They're kind of inconsistent. Aye, uh, sports team tried to focus on the latest one, whose name... Fraser. Escapes Fraser. Was I, Aye. You looked all right. I don't think he looked in magical, but then it's highlights. It's hard to tell. The man the man I was talking about before, was he that when he was doing an interview with Clive McCorkin, how, oh, I don't think they've been in a good position in three or four years, but they, they should well, be in a good should... position now. They're still kind of relatively well supported compared to a lot of other mm-hmm. teams in the league. Um, I would dare say... They're probably paying better money than probably, I would say, maybe they're the fourth best paid team, probably. Maybe third. Maybe, but I'm not sure because it's hard to tell because anybody that would have been on decent money, they've sold. Because I think that's half the problem is they've sold these players and then they haven't really replaced them. I don't know whether they've put all that money in it's to get them right enough, other than they might have had a spot. We made this joke already, didn't we? Yeah. As I was saying that, I remember you said Mike Namara's putting it in his pocket. Uh, Aye, I'm pr- pretty sure I heard as well Suter's rejected a new deal. Has he? So he might be the next uh, one to leave, but I've seen uh, Dundee United fans saying that it's probably a bit early for him to be thinking about moving on. But uh, I've seen him link for Celtic previously. <laughs> when, he, well, when he surprised you? No, let's face it, we seem to be saying everybody for Dundee United. So, uh, You're a bit short in that position, to be fair. Like, that was one uh, thing aye. I think about Celtic. If Celtic were to lose, much as people are saying Scott Brown is out of form, if Scott Brown or Beaton was to get injured, I don't know who else they would play there. I suppose no, because the other options there for that is, is Armstrong can play there. It's not his strongest place to posi- position to play, but he can play there, but he's also been injured recently. So. Yep. Uh, 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 well, not exactly strongest there. Mulgrew can play there, but again, fitness issues. Oh, so. Stop saying that. Mulgrew cannot play that position. I don't know who to think so. No, it's not. Just don't play him, though. I don't, I, 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 we did this with Gary Caldwell a few years ago as well. Stop putting these central defenders into midfield. It doesn't work. I don't, I don't even know if Charlie Mulgrew is a, a centre-back these days. I would play him at centre-back before I played him anywhere else, but I'm not sure I'd play him anywhere, to be honest. <laughs> 
he's a he's a handy squad player, but he's a kind of squad player I'm not really keen on using. Yeah, but yeah, we'll give Hamilton a mention for bouncing back. Uh, obviously after a loss against Aberdeen to win the, the local derby against Motherwell. Yeah, so. um, but then beating Motherwell isn't exactly a challenge these days because Morton have beaten them as well. 3-2. It's not, but... 3-2 after yeah. extra time. But, um, but when you consider at the start of the season, most people I think were predicting that Hamilton were going to be in for a long season. Well, yeah, I know that point. Going down. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, they, they seem to be a bit up and down at the moment because they, they had a decent win against St. Johnson a few weeks ago. And uh, then they lost it. Was it? I forgot who was the beat. They beat they, they gobbed somebody, and I'm pretty sure it was St. Johnson. And then I'm trying to remember who it was they lost. <laughs> aye, they beat St. Johnson 4 1. Aye. But then they lost to us last midweek. Well, last yeah, Tuesday. But there, there was other losses uh, in, in between there. I'm trying to remember what it was. Which that, I don't want to say. They've been, they've been a bit up and down. But aye. But they're in fifth place. Like, they're above Dundee, and Dundee were getting talked about earlier on the season as being. Kind of really good where Aston D have kind of no, faltered a bit in recent weeks. So I think Carney's maybe kind of settling into the job now and maybe get his own team together as well. Much as there wasn't much drama in the team, but we've mentioned before they obviously lost their, their two top goal scorers, uh, which doesn't help. If you're not scoring goals, you're not going to get many points. Ah, right, that's what's confused me. It was Dundee United the hammered 4 0, and then they lost to St Johnson 4 1. That's what I was getting mixed up with. Aye. So they've, like, aye, they've been a bit up and down. They obviously lost the uh, Wraith Rovers in the, the, the League Cup in August as well. So that's why they're not playing this midweek. But um, yeah, I mean, it certainly was, it was a good three points for them. They had a goal chalked off in the first half for nothing, for what I could see. It was one of those ones where there was a challenge in the goalkeeper. But it looked like a fair challenge to me. Oh, but um, I, I don't think it was a classic derby, but obviously they got the they got the right goal. Abbott anyway. fans won't be kidding. No, how good it was. No, they got three points. Um, They'll be lording up. Sports team are trying to claim a white hand ball claim for Motherwell that was inside the box, but there was like one camera angle that looked that close to his body. I don't know if it was his hand or not. So, I Motherwell struggled again after that opening day win, and then they ended up getting beaten yeah, 3-2, they lost after extra time. So, so that's... It was uh, a bit of, bit of trouble, but I don't know how, but I think it was just handbags from what I heard. Uh, I figures. The game was delayed for crowd trouble. At the weekend or tonight? No, the Morton, uh, Motherwell, tonight. Oh, right, because I know there was a bit of... Uh, I've seen a few pictures on Twitter about the, the police being heavy-handed in with the... Was, I don't know if it was a Motherwell fans or a Hamilton fans, but... I think uh, they, seem to, they two seem to get picked on quite a lot with police recently. So, um, it, it'll be the usual, it'll be boisterous young what, uh, people <laughs> that'll just okay. try to have a bit of well, fun. When I, was at, aye, when I was at the Morton St. Mirren game earlier in the season, it was certainly the kind of teenagers, like when I say aye. teenagers, maybe about 14, 13, 14 that were bamming each other up, so... Right, it's usual. It's, 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 it's usually that kind of age range that wants to have a bit of a laugh at football anyway. And they're young enough to no care what kind of reputation that might get them. But, uh, it's but just, Good one for Morton. I had an argument against Rangers at the weekend. Aye, it's a very good one for Morton. Uh, not, not for the first time they've taken a, a, a top flight scalp in the, the League Cup. 
Let's see what the number are. We've mentioned Celtic too much. I know. I lost a couple of seasons ago. Aye, we'll not talk about 27 corners. So we'll we'll just move on. Um, You want to talk about artificial pitches? Not really, no. (laughs) Well, Stephen McLean was rested at the weekend. Oh, yeah, that always happens with Stephen McLean. (coughs) Is that not a bit odd? I think there's a lot of uh, teams that have done it, I think. I don't get it, though, because it's one of these... We seem to moan about it in this country more than any other country I know, but oh, it's in Norway, there's loads of artificial pitches, you never seem to hear any complaints about it. Even in our leagues, there are artificial pitches, and we don't hear any, anywhere near them out of complaints. I think it's like physios and specialists say that maybe some players with certain types of injuries... Um, if they play artificial pitches, are more susceptible to maybe getting an injury again. So, who will be to argue? I don't know. But I've seen managers always complain about the pitch. I, mean, I, I complain about grass I'd pitches. Like, I don't know. Ball, I've, so. I've not really heard any Hamilton players complain about play, having to play an artificial pitch or Kowalik players complaining about it. Well, you say that because in the same game, Jamie McDonald went off injured because he twisted uh, awkwardly on the pitch. Now, I think, it's, again, it's one of these things that they, they blame the pitch, but I reckon you could twist awkwardly on a grass pitch and it'd be oh, definitely. the same They seem to go on about all these issues with artificial pitches as if they never happen on regular pitches. Oh, look at the way the ball bounced. Have you ever seen a bobbly pitch? <laughs> and a grass, when it, well, when it's allegedly grass and it's all mud and all sorts. It's just one of these things that does my head in. I think it's just, too much about it. I just wait till you see Pataudry in January, well, maybe even before that, usually... <laughs> That could be something that affects us this season because when the pitch gets a bit deteriorates a bit, right. especially with some of the football we are playing just now. Well, I mean, I, 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 just before we move on again, the Rory McAllister winner in this game was a bit of a. It was it was probably a cross that took a deflection and ended up in the back of the net, but it was uh, it's one of those one of those ones you, you just take it and you move on and you you, you take the plaudits for it as if you meant it. But, uh, I mean, Kamala are picking up points now, which they weren't doing at the start of the season. So, I mean, I know we were talking about uh, Gary McKay possibly being the first man to get the sack. But, uh, Gary McKay, Gary Locke? Gary Locke. Where's I think Gary McKay? And you, were talk- and you mentioned Rory McAllister there as well. I meant Rory McKenzie. Aye. I'm thinking about the charity <laughs> bit. Because that was it. The, the, other, the other thing I didn't mention was Rory McAllister not getting the first goal because was it Earth they were playing? No, it wasn't there. I can't remember. Basically, you never listened to me. I said we should have gone with Wacon. <sighs> Not, I, but I probably put doubt into myself. You, but you both said, "Oh, they're sharing the goals about," and then that put doubt in me. And I should have just went with it. I should have just been confident and said, "Look, go for it." Because obviously, what happened? Yeah, Wacon scored first against them. Part. They took to the second half to do that actually, Rangers. But they they showed those highlights on sports scene as well. So uh, I have seen a wee bit of the the Rangers highlights for the weekend and for what I've seen Dumbarton had a couple of decent chances to take the lead in the first half and didn't take them and uh, they came to rue those ones unfortunately for them so that was another one for Rangers and their 100% record and the league continues but uh, that probably links us up nicely with tonight uh, in terms of Rangers I know that I've heard people say about Dumbarton at the weekend that or all the team, most of the teams that Rangers have played this year that they're defending with men behind the ball, parking the bus and all that kind of thing. But fans can complain about that all they want. It's not as if it's a new thing. When they were when they used to be in the the top league, that's what teams would do when they played them, whether it was at Ibrox or whether it was away. Celtic have had it for 
boring enough, Aberdeen mm-hmm. got a bit now as well. They just need to learn how to break down these teams. And to be fair to Warburton tonight, the interview I've seen him, him say after the game, uh, that's pretty much what he said as well. Teams might kind of come and defend, but it's up to, to Rangers to, to break them down. Yeah, Especially when you're at home as well. For those, favourites for tonight as well. Were, four they, seven. were they favourites? I never, I never, four seven. never really seen the odds entirely for the game. Yeah. Ah, yeah. For those who haven't heard that the Rangers have lost three one to St Johnson in the League Cup. That was the live game on BBC tonight. Uh, it was a quarter past seven kickoff, which I know a couple of people were complaining about it being a wee bit early. Although I've also seen complaints about it, hoping that they go to extra time. <laughs> so it was kicking it both ways. Ah, well, that's up. But um. I mean, I, I, I was hoping to watch the game, but I only really seen the second half, so... Uh, and even then, it wasn't. I missed the first five minutes of the second half, so I actually didn't see any of the St. Johnson goals until the end of the game. But, uh, the, I mean, for what I've seen, the, the, the Rangers goal, that the Tavernier, he took it really well. He's, he's, I mean, he's the name that seems to stick out of that Rangers team, other than maybe Blackhorn. But uh, Tavernier seems to, be a, seems to have been a fantastic signing for Rangers, and... It, like I say, he took his goal really well. It was a good bit of, a bit of skill from him. Uh, and from what I've seen in the game, well, like, Rangers were a better team. So I'm not entirely sure how uh, St. Justin managed to win 3-1. Is it Taverner scored tonight? Is it Taverner or Tavernier? Uh, or what, uh, what is it's the nice Aye. Oh, yeah, he scored again. Aye. He seems to be he seems to have been a good find for Rangers. But um, for those of us who, who, who want us to talk more about Rangers... We're hoping to get Craig back on next week, so we shall have a bit more uh, in-depth chat about how Rangers are getting on and and how the uh, fourth season in the War Leagues is going. And, uh, we have mentioned them, we've, we've talked about them in the TV games, yeah, and we have talked about our time, so we have been talking about them. Yeah, it's, not, it's, not, it's not that we haven't talked about them, it's just that we aren't exactly Rangers experts, so what we need to do is get a Rangers expert onto the podcast, and who better than uh, the uh, director of podcasting, Craig? Sure. So the podcast, I? Yeah. Um, I should go back to the the Morton Motherwell. It looks like the trouble was in the Motherwell end. Uh, there's a picture on the BBC website. Police and stewards moving in to end the trouble among the Motherwell fans. So whether, I don't know whether Motherwell fans have been arguing amongst themselves or what, um, or whether they've been arguing with police, stewards, whatever, but the match was stopped for about five minutes, it seemed. Oh, right. So, so that doesn't sound great, to be honest. But, uh, I, I'm not going to comment on it because I haven't seen it. I don't know anything about it. So leave it, leave, leave it to them and hope it's nothing untoward. And, uh, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll move swiftly on. Just on the uh, on the championship, the, the, it was a Friday night game as well between St Mirren and Wraith Rovers, and uh, that's uh, Celtic's next opponent, Wraith Rovers. So it was it was it was something noteworthy, but uh, not for, not so much for Wraith Rovers, and more that St Mirren lost again. So um, they haven't exactly started life well in the championship, have they? They've not at all, no. They're, they're, they're 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 five points for seven, teams. yeah. Third bottom, a point ahead of the hour. I mean, there was talk of them maybe challenging for the, the promotion places, but they're already yeah. seven points behind Wraith Rovers, who are fourth. For, so for their sake, you're, you're hoping they've budgeted well this season. Aye. Um, and budgeted... Like what Hearts did last year and stink well, we might not get promoted. We might be here for a couple of seasons. Um, it's certainly working like that way just now. Yeah, 
I mean, I don't think there's too much surprise in, in, in the way that the, the top three are, but it's Rangers, Falkirk, Hibs. I think they were teams we were expecting to see up there again this season. Race Rovers have started pretty well this season, from what I've seen, so I think they, they'll at least be some sort of challenge for Celtic, although they did lose to Rangers 5-0 a couple of weeks ago. So, Aye. Playoff so, spots could be interesting. Mortaring, doing the Celtic are doing well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Dumbarton well, so. haven't been too bad, from what I've seen. Uh, in the kind of start of the, the season as well, but they're, they're a bit further behind the likes of Morton and Queen's House and, and, and the teams that are in those player spots at the moment. But uh, I mean, that's Rangers seven points ahead of Falkirk, although Falkirk have still to play a, a game in hand because that was postponed for the, the international break. But uh, I just play each other, I. It's, it's already looking like Rangers are going to run away with that league, isn't it? Well, it's looking like that way just now, but anyway, and see what happens. Uh, Hibs, I think, are getting better after a poor start to the season, to be fair. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's a lot of ground to make but, up, though. I mean, they're nine points behind the Angels with a game in hand. So. It's, it's, aye, not, it's not game, impossible. If, you go, but, if they win the game in hand, that's 15, six points behind, but then the next time they play the Angels, they could only be three points behind. Yeah. And then they've still got to play the Angels in a couple of times. So, uh, so it's, I want to say it's not impossible. But, but, but yeah, the Rangers are looking pretty strong just now with the exception of tonight. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, but Rangers won't play Premiership class every week, so I think that's a, that would a big difference. And it's uh, to be honest, as far as Rangers are concerned, they're in the same position Hearts were in last season. They they want the focus is on the league. It's not on the, the cup competitions, although that it can be good to have a nice cup run. But I don't know. I think I read earlier that Warburton was making noise. He said he wanted to win the league cup. I suppose he's going to say he wanted to win all trophies, but I'm sure, like much as he's been positive and. Uh, yeah. interviews he, after the game I'm sure privately he'll be a bit uh, right. in that case if he said that he's had a bit of a reality check tonight I, I, know, I know certainly Hearts well, Hearts were perhaps a bit unfortunate in the, the, the they kept drawing Celtic in cup competitions last season so that, that probably didn't help them when their chances of a cup run but when they played Livingston in the Ramses Cup or sorry the Petrofact Training Cup they put out a second string and lost so they, they really didn't care about that cup and, uh, which is probably taking it with the contempt it deserves to be honest but uh, Hearts, Hearts always said the focus was on the league that season so, and, and it worked for them they, they, they got out of the division and I'm sure Rangers their first priority is to, is to win the championship this season so anything else would be a bonus but, uh, but I mean, they're, they're, they're still in the, the Petrofact Training Cup um, I don't know when the next round of that is I know it's it's the most bizarre cup in, in, in Scotland because they play all the rounds except the final uh, in the first few months of the season and then play the final in about April so, <laughs> uh, so there's I, a lot can change between I, the semi and the final but um, I, I mean, obviously the, the Scottish Cup will come round for Rangers in a couple of months as well so yep that's what I mentioned something I've seen on the internet just now it's not Scottish football as such it's in the German league but is it is it, actually related is this Robert Lewandowski with uh, five goals in nine minutes after coming yeah. on as a sub and after the second oh. goal we hit the post as well I was reading about this earlier yeah that's frightening yeah. I dread yeah, to think what he's going to do to the Scottish defence I'm sure I dread earlier he was doubtful for the Scotland game because of injuries but it doesn't sound injury to me it's obviously fine <laughs> So I that's um that's frightening. Five goals in nine minutes. That it wasn't even against anybody. Obviously, either. it was Wolfsburg. It's Wolfsburg, aye. <laughs> um, but it's just when I seen that. But no, obviously, I we've got them to play Poland next month. Aye, it's 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 one of those really annoying things. Cause I'm a big fan of Lewandowski because of my ancestry. 
don't really don't want him to do anything against Scotland. Oh, he's a great, great player. Yeah, he's, oh, he's a fantastic player. I'm a bit disappointed he went to Bayern Munich, to be honest. But that's uh, probably because I, I think it's a bit. I'm not a huge Bayern Munich fan. I'd rather it was Dortmund, and he used to be at Dortmund, so I was a bit disappointed when he left. But uh, yeah, it's. Um, I'd rather, I'm, I'm trying not to think too much about uh, Lewandowski facing up against the likes of Grant Hanley and <laughs> Russell Walton and maybe Charlie Mulgrew. Or, oh. <laughs> let's talk about this in a few weeks when we come around to that game. Um, yeah. Alright, so, well, we've talked about everything we can probably talk about now because we will come back to the League Cup next week in, on, on the podcast because obviously there's Wednesday night games that haven't been played yet. Um, and we'll, we'll, we'll focus a bit more on, on, on Rangers probably no doubt as well if Craig is coming back on uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the the fixtures uh, on the, the weekend because we have a, a full card on Saturday for the Premiership so this is probably a good time to move on to predictions uh, I was going to mention though just in terms of League 1 and League 2 League 1's got new leaders Air are now top of the league that's going to be a bit more exciting first. than we thought it was going to be because when I mean, the start of the season I was thinking Dunfermo were going to run away with it but I, I mean Dunfermo I think they lost again at the weekend didn't they? they I think they did yeah they were playing there I think no. at the weekend no, oh, no. Played, that no, was last week played, they played there they won 5-0 that's what it was no. it's fourth from the game beat at the weekend that's what it was so that league's looking as if it's going to be that's what we thought initially unless you're breaking breaking city in the Three points at the bottom. Already starting to come a wee bit of a drifter. But uh, yeah, it's, it's certainly looking like an exciting division, and I think uh, not quite as exciting as League Two, though. But I think everybody's on the same amount of points. It's new leaders again. Aaron Athletic are on thirteen, three points ahead of seventh place Berwick. Yeah, <laughs> but even the even the team at bottom, you still uh, only seven points off the top. That's ridiculous. Huh? So uh, aye, that's uh, so. So that's the most exciting league in Scotland. Uh, it changes on a weekly basis. Fantastic. So I don't know how you predict any of these games. I think we'll just avoid League 2 predictions. Uh, I think so. Uh, so let's go back to the Premiership then and we'll talk about the... Every game is a Saturday 3 o'clock kick-off. So. It's, that's been a few times this season. That, that probably means that Celtic are not on at home but Rangers are on the telly. That's what it means usually. Rangers are playing Sunday away to bottom. There you go. That's where Rangers are on the telly. That's what is that then. Right, so... In that case, we will start off alphabetically with uh, Celtic at home at Hearts. Yep, I'm right. Uh, I'm going to... Oh, I've got to back Celtic with this one. I think Hearts are going through a wee sticky patch at just the wrong time because they're playing some decent teams. Uh, and, well, Celtic have obviously cuffed on D6 now at the weekend, so the, the, the confidence is, should be restored. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if we got on against Faith Rovers tomorrow night, but... Uh, I don't know what team we're going to play, so I'm going to say I'm going to go with three-one Celtic. I was game. thinking the exact same. I think though the one thing I think Hearts will cause you a bit of problems at set pieces. Um, That's why I'm saying one. By. <laughs> so I I think I three-one. So that was the on Sunday against the D. That was the first time in what eight games domestically that you've not played. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so, yeah no, I think it's that same three one. Um, in terms of the odds for the game, Celtic are not worth betting. Three <laughs> ten. 
<laughs> the draw is five. Sorry, ninety two, and Hearts are nineteen to two. That that reminds me. Did you see? Have you have you seen that the the odds are for the the Celtic Race Rovers game tomorrow? Race Rovers are thirty three to one. Yeah, by the way, it might be worth a wee bet. Yeah, a pound on that, you never know. I think the only problem is that's after 90 minutes. I mean, even when Morton beat us a couple of seasons ago, it was after 120 minutes. So, a Morton bet. But I don't know, I I never checked to see. Excuse me. I don't know what I was. You alright there? Aye, just about dying. Right, okay. I never choked at something. Weird. Right, aye, thirty-three one. I never checked to see what more uh, race rovers were, just to win the tie. Don't know, but the draw is nine to one. So that even the draw after ninety minutes would be a That's not a bit. bad bet. Eh? Uh, Aberdeen at three to four tomorrow night, perhaps. It's a pretty good price against a, a lower league team. It's not bad, eh? Um. Right, back to the Premiership, and the next game is Dundee against Ross County. Ross County should be flying high tonight, I would think. Um, in fact, I'm going to back Ross County to win this. I'm going to say 2-1 Ross County. Aye, Dundee have kind of faltered a bit. Just um, a bit. Ross County are flying high, so I think they'll probably win. And your, your favourite stat is Dundee aren't great at home, so... I'm not sure if that's still through this season, but it's certainly through last season. I think that season not and I just a bit of a match match in terms of where they're getting results. I think we'll see a bit of a reaction though after uh, what happened on Sunday. I don't think Hartley or Lua and a kind of pure performance like that. Um, I will go forward 1-0 with that one. Um, In terms of the odds for that game, Dundee are 5-4, the draw is 5-2 and Ross County are 85 to 40. Oh, that's not bad from Ross County, actually. That does seem good odds, I can turn kind of perform, but no, I do think Dundee will come back into it. They've got goals in our team, Dundee. That's the one thing. So for Ross um, County, apparently. <laughs> they have. No, they have. But in terms of when you look at teams that are maybe kind of struggling with form, the one thing that I do think Dundee have got going for them, they'll get out of it because they've got goal scorers. Alright, next up is Inverness versus Aberdeen. Uh, oh. uh, I'm just going to predict an Aberdeen one I think I'm going to say 2 now Aberdeen I, I was thinking the exact same so I Inverness now Aberdeen 2 and in terms of the odds for this game Aberdeen are a good price again uh, Inverness are 16-5 to the draw is 11-4 to and Aberdeen are 5-6 to six. Just it's interesting. You're still getting quite good value, Aberdeen, even though they won eight in their own. Nah, it's not bad. Right. But I, I reckon so they're going to make it nine. So. so value to be had there, I think. Okay. Next up is Kilmarnock versus Hamilton. I don't know what to make of this one. Kilmarnock have been picking up a, a few results recently, but Hamilton have been up and down. So. Then it's uh, a draw, maybe. Aye, I think that's going to be a draw. I was just going to say that. I'll go one each. I, I think I'll go for 2-0. Uh, Kamarnock are 29-20, the draws 5-2, and Hamilton are 95. My price again for Hamilton there. Like if you are a wee away, no, I'm not going to do it personally, but you could, Hamilton, Ross County. You could make mm. a... Uh, uh, you could make... Uh, could be. I could be double. 
But no, I think both of those games will be draws that I've mentioned, but Aye, uh, they're both good prizes. Speaking of potential draws, next up, Motherwell versus Partick Thistle. Actually, you know what, I'm just, I'm just, I was tempted to say Paul Bandier, but you know what, I'm, see, because Motherwell have now screwed me with two late goals in the last few weeks, I'm going 1-0 Motherwell, just to be sure. I know, I'd be happy to go with that as well, Motherwell, can I, well, one goal victory, um, in terms of the odds, Motherwell are 23-20, so it could be a bit of value in that, then it draws 5-2, and Partick Thistle are 23-10. But, but those uh, screwing me with the, the late goals that Motherwell scored there was a charity bet a couple of weeks ago where they got a late goal it was an equaliser which uh, stuffed the charity bet but tonight I had money on uh, Morton beating them in 90 minutes and Morton were obviously won the up until the 95th minute or something and then Motherwell equalised took it the extra time and then lost anyway so screw you Motherwell <laughs> charity bet I don't know That's whether I, I don't know whether I'd be confident knowing Motherwell uh, but no, now that I've said they'll be 1-0, they're bound to, bound to be a Paul Band, so that's, that's what they do. Uh, I, or um, this will get their first one of the season. Aye, think will remember where the goal was. Yeah. Or Muller will score an own goal or something, stupid or that. Uh, aye, so I'm not, I'm not touching them in the charity bit, sorry. Uh, okay, final game of the Premiership weekend is St. Johnson versus Dundee United. And I'm going to go for... I'll go to Winston Johnson. Winston Johnson. But yeah. there's value there's definitely value to be had in this game. Ah, yeah. it's, it's one of those difficult ones because <coughs> Dundee United are usually good at picking up results against St Johnson. Uh, oh no. I thought St Johnson had the uh, better empty inside over Dundee United. Even with St Johnson they're playing it's, quite well. Dundee United tend to get a result against them. Aye, I mean aye. Hmm. St. George are 23 to 20 anyway, the draws 5 to 2, and Dundee they are 12 to 5. I think St. John's will win. I think tonight will can I help them out? Uh, they were written off a bit by the kind of bookies, but I will go for 2 1 St. George. That's what you said as well, isn't it? 2 1. So, in there, there seem to be decent value with St. Johnson and maybe Aberdeen actually. Maybe, aye. Um, if we look. Down the leaks. Aye, that could be the bet. Unless we want to chuck Aaron, but they're playing Peter Head, which isn't an easy game. Oh, I wouldn't touch that one. To be honest, Peter Head might beat them. So we could just we should just go. We could just go with a double. Aberdeen St Johnson. Aberdeen St Johnson double would only be thirty nine forty two, and they would need to knock the stake off that. I mean, we could go for it and try and get a wee bit more money in the pot. Do I want to chop whether I win? I don't think we've got confidence in them. That's a problem. And you've went for draws in the other games, so I don't think that's probably something to avoid. Oh, there's um, nothing that stands out in the lower leagues. No. I'm looking at it. The, the only other thing I would think about is Wraith Rovers at home at Dumbarton, or 20-21. Uh. Nah, thanks. I don't like Rachel Rosas. I don't know, they might win, but it's not what I think. No, it's, it's, it's not really worth it. Um, and week two, just throw a dice. Fall, <laughs> I can't hold to a Queen of the South, but I still, that's a Friday night game, though. I know, it was a scuffle before we get started. 
Uh, oh, well, obviously, what's got a tasty game, but wouldn't it be? Four, 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 or four to five at home is Strandraar. And Strandraar are where at the moment? And, oh, they're struggling, aren't they? They're not doing as well as they've done in the kind of past couple of seasons. Uh, they are second bottom. Second bottom, so... I think that's good value, actually. Could be... Could be a bit... So right. whether we go with that as a treble or whatever, but... Right, so an Aberdeen St. Johnson 4 for treble, £10 and that would be £70.95. I like that. So maybe go, maybe go with that. I like the sound of that, yep. So and then we need to just pick our first goal, score a right. winner, going back to, back to a. I see, I reckon it's probably time we picked the Rangers, man, and we go with Waghorn. Oh. I know we need to wait to Sunday for that game, but it's just it's just the first goal scorer bet. It's not as if we'll be waiting on anything else. So, I think uh, he's, he's 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 a top scorer in that division by a good few goals. Never scored tonight. Never, never scored tonight. So he's probably due to score again. Got the first goal at the weekend there for them uh, against the Barton. So, I think uh, why corner Rangers is a good shoot. Hey, we'll go with that. See, this never went on last week and he scored. Ah, exactly. So he probably no score this week. Yeah. Yep. He'll <laughs> be back to A, he'll be the one to score last week. Probably. Or McAllister. <laughs> it's just the way it's been going the last few weeks. Alright, so... Like, I don't do think like those odds are in yet. I know we're on Tuesday rather than uh, at the moment, but... Uh, it's Rangers right enough, so I'll have a look. Cause sometimes you get the, the odds in a bit earlier. Because more people think better. That's why why was quite a short place to like. Because I imagine a lot of Rangers fans would have money on them at home. Yeah, I would think so. This is when the bookie website stops working. <laughs> they, they do have. They've got forty five markets open for the game, yep. so they might actually have the odds up. Uh, uh, oh, markets. Martin right. Rycon first goal scored a five to two. Oh, five to two. Five to two. That's, well, that's, I know. that's 35 quid that returns minus a stake 25 quid oh, yeah. <sighs> that's pretty bad that's probably short odds for a reason but right. I, tell but, you but who, they, I tell you who might be worth a bet though it's Tavernier, Aye, Tavernier. Well, he's 8-1 well, and he's been getting a few goals I swear again today. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure I've got that much confidence in it. To be honest, so. So right, yeah, that's yeah. yeah, it's free kicks. That's the thing. But why can't takes penalties? So yeah. Right. So do we go for the five to two at Martin Wycon option, or do we take something else? <coughs> well, if I confident it's going to win, then it's money in the pot because we're going to win the we're going to win the treble anyway. So that'll be. What, about £91 between the two bets? Uh, Something like that. Some along those lines, yep. Nah, go with it. Because what you say, the only other option is they'll back to you against uh, El Holmey Erdry. Right, let's just go oh, with it. I'll take a go with it. Right. Alright, it's not great money, but if it, if it wins, it's good money, so that's the way to think of it. Alright. Well, that's us for another podcast then. Uh, if you want to find us on Twitter, that's uh, at SFF Podcast, and uh, we'll we'll talk to you there if you talk to us. Aye, <laughs> we will. We like a bit of interaction. I, I, it was the one a few weeks ago where there was a, the banter between the was it Dundee and St Johnson fans. Oh, that was good. because we picked we picked one of them in a charity bet and they were laughing at us for it. Got ah, that was good fun. 
So I, uh, it's it's, uh, it's good to see people interacting with the, the the Twitter account. So any any feedback is appreciated. We will yep. respond. Good, bad, swagging us for only talking about Aberdeen and Celtic. Well, we welcome it all, and we do try to address it eventually. And what we say, hopefully, we shall have the uh, Craig back on next week to to tell to tell us all about how Rangers are getting on from somebody that's actually seen them more often than just uh, a game, uh, uh, half a game like I've done last night or tonight. So um, I hope fingers crossed he, he, he can make time for us. And um, until then, I'll just say uh, thanks for coming on, John. Hi, no worries, Chris. And Pleasure we'll, as always. And we'll talk to you all again next week. Right, cheers. Cheers, bye. Thank <laughs> you.